Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann. I am back again with another set of interviews from the Flatbush Business Expo. This is the second episode in that series. We have one more episode left. So if you missed last week's episode, I explained that I was at the Flatbush Business Expo back on June 11th, where I had the opportunity to interview some entrepreneurs and small business owners. And those interviews I will be sharing in the podcast. Last week, I shared Katie Ann of Clean and Jiffy and her Kesal products. And in this episode, I will be sharing two brief interviews, first with Shaka and then with Chris. So take a listen to my interviews with Shaka and then with Chris. Hello, everyone. I'm here at the Flatbush Business Expo. You can hear a little ambient noise in the background. And sitting with me right now is Shaka McLennan. Shaka, welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast live on the road. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Good afternoon. All right. All right. Good afternoon. I have manas. So why don't you tell the community of friends a little bit about who you are, Caribbean country you represent, and um, the work you do. So I'm Shaka McLennan from McLennan Business Management. That's my accounting firm. Um, Caribbean country that I represent is Jamaica. Both parents are, are born and raised in Jamaica. They had me here. <laughs> so I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. This area um, is where I was raised. Graduated from Midwood High School, then went to Mega Evers, graduated and got my accounting degree from Mega Evers. So I'm a Mega Evers alumni and went to Brooklyn College and got my master's in business economics and finance from, from Brooklyn College in 2013. So, you know, Brooklyn raised me, educated me, and, you know, I'm happy to see the changes and, and represent. Awesome. So tell me a little bit, because we're obviously at a business expo, tell me about exactly what your business does. Outside of the hospital, we are lifesavers, <laughs> literally. Um, so, you know, we do general accounting, bookkeeping, um, taxation, you know, filing taxes for all tax entity businesses, fiduciary um, individuals, you know, people need a lot of help with that. And also we just introduced this year um, our insurance. So we partner up with some insurance brokers. Um, so we do life insurance, you know, feel free to stop by quote. We are at 812 Rogers Avenue, book an appointment. Um, and we'll, we'll get you those quotes. And also, you know, just small notary services. We try to be well-rounded. We try to get people in um, by just offering those small services. You know, that's what strikes conversations. When someone just come in to do a simple notary, um, you know, they'll say, what do you do here? And, you know, that's what start the conversation. And we also assist in, you know, helping people get mortgages and everything like that. So, you know, we're partnered with a um, mortgage company with several mortgage companies, several mortgage brokers. So, you know, we act as a liaison on that. With the brochure that you have, I don't think it has the mortgage stuff in there because we just um, did that after the fact that we have there. But I'm looking at the other things that you didn't <laughs> mention that is in the brochure. Right, right. I think it's great that you are meeting people where there are for their immediate needs. So yes. if it's notary or life insurance or whatever, you, you meet them there and then you introduce them to the other levels right. or services that you offer. So you help with income taxes. That's personal and business? Personal and business, yes. All right. So let's talk about the business things now. Sure. I see you also do 501c3 application filings. Yes. Is that the only business filing that no, you No, we do. We do all... All um, business filing. So we set up, you know, LLCs, mm -hmm. um, corporations, 
and, and non for profits. Yes. That's the 501c3 yeah. application. So we, we, we're well versed in, in all of them. Um, our specialty is helping, you know, a lot of nonprofits, um, you know, especially with grants and everything like that. The proper way you're supposed to spend the grant funding from, you know, local government or even federal government. Mm-hmm. So we, we help a lot of nonprofits. So grants nowadays, they have a lot of grants that aren't limited to nonprofits. Absolutely. So you help with that, too? So we do. So well, I need we, to come check you. Yes, you, we, we, we do. So if it lands on our desk and the opportunity, we also will let our you know, business clients that we have in our Rolodex know that you know, they should you know, look into this grant and we help them with the documentation that they need. Because a lot of grants you'll need you know, prior year tax returns. Yeah. So we'll catch you caught up in filings because a lot of business owners don't want to pay taxes. Right. So they don't file. So you know, we'll get them caught up with all that necessary documentation to, you know, apply for the grant. One grant that was out was the New York State em- the Empire Grant, where we're giving up to maybe about $40,000. Um, I think there's still, I got to check, but there's still time to apply for that. But some of the criteria are that you have to have 19 to 20 because it's a COVID grant. Right. So, but a lot of these grants are applicable to like, and rightfully so, larger, larger small businesses. Like yes. they have brick and mortar or they have some employees. Yes. A lot of my um, listeners may have a business, but they don't really have a lot of, you know, employees. It's not, uh, you know what I mean? It's a really, in a, still in startup stage. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what, um, what support can you offer for people like us who are, don't qualify for these grants because we don't make a certain threshold. Well, no, you'll you'll believe that a lot of these grants, especially with the in this COVID era, that the a lot of the grants you don't necessarily have to have, you know, employees. What these grants are today, and I'm speaking in particular to the COVID grants, they want to see a decrease in in gross revenue. So they want to show that COVID impacted you negatively to receive a lot of these grants. So let's say, for instance, in 2019, your gross receipts for the year, and gross receipts is just money that you made off of your business, it's $100,000. You know, they want to see that in 2020, because of COVID, it went down to 80, 90. And a lot of, in my business, that wasn't the case. I actually went up because in order to get the stimulus, you had to have 18 and 19 filed. Right. And a lot of people, you know, just don't file File their taxes taxes. for whatever reason they want to. But as the government are giving out money, that's when they said, oh, the only way we could get it if if this is filed. So a lot of people started rushing and, you know, to get their tax returns filed and everything that that nature where, where it wasn't before, where it was just general people, you know, people that are expecting refunds on businesses that are trying to get loans and everything like that. They are the people that consistently, you know, file their returns. But, you know, the day-to-day people that just work and, you know, maybe not owe, probably get a small $500 refund. It's not really anything for them to run to a tax preparer to pay them two, three hundred bucks to file their returns. Okay. So those are... I have I have a couple questions for no you. Oh, my problem. God, that's burning. <laughs> so let me write them down so I don't forget. So we see a lot of talk about yeah people are not taking advantage of these covid grants but mm-hmm. at the same time we're seeing a lot of people being arrested for scamming oh absolutely so i don't understand like <laughs> what's happening and what listeners should be mindful of other people telling them that you can apply for this grant and get it so what should our listeners be aware of for anyone saying that there are grants available and they're out there don't lie to the feds or don't lie to the, to any financial institution if you because a lot of people do this. They'll have a, a a business plan 
and, and start the process. Get an EIN number from the IRS. Even may file a LLC. Um, and what they do is, you know, apply for these grants and don't necessarily have a business. What a lot of these grants are, are looking for is actual expenses and revenue. So they want to see actual documentation. You know, they usually would take, you know, your tax returns. And, you know, what I find a lot is, hey, can you make this tax return happen for me? But now when you file and you get audited, you don't have anything to show. Mm-hmm. So then it, they just dig deeper and deeper and deeper. There's many red flags that they're, um, you know, going to look for, you know, and that's how it starts is by a federal or state audit. And the state of New York is really, really, really. We don't play with the state of New York at all. <laughs> the state all. of New York is the first one in line to take you down. So yeah. don't lie. Don't ask me to lie, because I, I, I won't, you know. And you're just taking away resources from, from pe- people, people who need that it. really need it. Yeah. So for these COVID grants, um, is it that you need to show the decrease in 2019 and 2020? For, Anything after 2020 is not eligible? They do ask you for, for you know, the SBA just closed out um, their, their loans and, 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 and grants. Um, so a lot of, I want to say this too, a lot of the COVID grants are drying up. So, you know, there's very, very few grants out there um, now. But I'm speaking of the time when it was, you know, a couple of months ago when it was open. So, yeah, they're looking for just decreases from, you know, revenue mm-hmm. from, you know, 19 to 20. They may look at 21 just to see if you're still active. It's at the discretion of the, the grantor that the ones that's giving the money. Right. So there's at their discretion and there's different um requirements for them. So it's not just a black and white thing or a uniform thing. It's just it's at the discretion and it varies. But one consistent thing is decrease they want to see how businesses are really being impacted by the COVID. because you know part of the reason why we're going through this big inflation now is because they're, they're, they're trying to stimulate the economy yeah. um so i don't want to get into the political some say it's too much some say it's, it's not enough but we're going through this infla- inflation because too much you know, money's flooded too into much the- money is being flooded into mm-hmm. and a lot of people that are not supposed to get the money, money. are getting the money and they're doing things that are not stimulating the economy, stimulating their own personal, you know, gains. All right. So now I want to talk to or small, small entrepreneurs, the side hustlers who really have a legit corporation or Mm -hmm. something and have legitimate needs. What resources are available to support us? Because I I see the list of grants that are available and sometimes it just feels like this ain't for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like you got to be in a, 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 a bit of a secret society to, to find out these type of grants. But they're, they're out there and there's a lot of research that, that out there. And that's where we come into to play. So, you know, if a small business really like one of our clients is like we're going down and, you know, we need help. We'll, we'll do the research to see, you know, if there's anything that there's out there to do, whether there's a loan. Because it may be the loan routes that's that you that. may have to go through. And there's, there's banks that are, you know, lending. But, you know, and that's, again, we come in with gathering the documentation, filling out the application so you understand the business jargons that, 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 that they put on the application because you could just look at it and say, I don't know what this is. So I, I'm glad you brought up loans because there's a difference with how we deal with debt from a business perspective Absolutely. and debt from a personal perspective. Absolutely. And once you have personal debt and deal with, you know, all of that, you don't want to even think of taking on business debt. Can right. you just tell us a little bit about what 
what the difference is. And it's not a knock on the financial gurus out mm-hmm. there, but we've been taught that when it comes to your personal, you use cash. You don't try to take on a lot of debt. But when it comes to business, you want to have more cash. Right. And right. You want to have more capital. Yeah. You want more capital. Mm-hmm. And so you leverage debt a little bit more, right? Yes, yes, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Because what's going on with the with the whole... There's a lot of, I call it, YouTube university going on. <laughs> That's why I asked you because if I see it, I know my audience is seeing it. So tell us right. a little bit about so that. So let's, let's just talk with in, in a in more specific area let's say you want a business loan correct and you you apply for a business loan a lot of the lending institutions you're going to sign on as a guarantor so you know you hear all this create a LLC the LLC's debt is separate from your personal debt not when you sign on as a guarantor when you sign on as a guarantor you're co-signing so yeah we're going to go we're going to sue the business LLC first and if, and if they default money. if they default they're coming after you yeah and your asset. So it just takes a little longer. They just defer the process of it of coming on to you. But in no way, shape, or form, it means that you could be irresponsible because you have an LLC mm-hmm. and default on, on loans or, or even apply for a loan that you know you can't pay. afford to pay back once once the, you know, or you're, not even that you can't afford to pay back, but just to have it invest into something that may not work. You got to be, you got to really, really prepare and have projections and you know a lot of lenders ask for this in a, but you have to once you get the loan you really have to make it work in order to you know make these payments back even with the SBA loan that you know just recently closed you know people are because it, it was so easy to get all you had to do was show a tax return and they'll give you up to two million dollars you know based on you know certain right. testing and you know and you have now two years to start making payments on them oh my so gosh. yeah you have two years to start making Exactly. So it would make anyone want to apply, right? But then when that two year come and you spend off that whatever money that you got and you didn't make the money turn, you're in a Crazy. lot of trouble Crazy. financially. Shaka, I'm really glad you came on. We have to bring you back on for a little Absolutely. longer set to talk about and educate us about, like you said, not a diss to anyone, but we really need to talk to people who are accredited accountants. Yes. Like, you got a license. Yes. You, they, the state going to stick you up for your license if you do anything wrong or shady. We have to... Absolutely. We have to get information legit from yes. people who really know the consequences yes. of messing with the federal state IRS. Yes. Right? Yes. So, yes. before we go... By the way, I know you're based in New York. You only work with people in New York? No, no, all over. I, I got clients in California, Houston, okay. Texas. Then you should tell people that. So listen, yeah, even though yeah. I'm in New York, you know, I service everybody. Uh, everywhere. everywhere. We, we file in all 50 states. Okay, good. Because then we don't want people to feel like, no, oh, no, he's no. in New York. He can't help me. One of my first clients that actually kept the doors open of my business was from Jersey. I didn't start getting clients in New York until I was out in other states and, 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 and doing things, you know. I'm still struggling to get people in the community. I have so much people that I'm, you know, clients and businesses that I'm dealing with outside of the community. Like I said, I deal with a lot of nonprofits, you know, community centers out in Yonkers, um, a nonprofit out in New Jersey that um, helps with substance abuse and, and mental health. You know, so a lot of my clients are actually outside of outside right. of New, New York and outside of Brooklyn. All right. All right. Good. So, everybody, I'm going to make sure that I have Shaka's information in the show notes. Shaka, thank you for sitting down with me. Um, I love to get to meet new people and have them on the podcast. And um, 
it's not even a walk good. After Shaka, I'm going to find somebody else and we have a conversation. All right? All right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Everyone, I am back with another small business owner, entrepreneur from the Flatbush Business Expo. Welcome to Carry On Friends, Chris. Is it Chris or Chrissy? Uh, Either one, but you can call me Chris. (laughs) All right, Chris, welcome to the podcast. So why don't you tell the community a little bit about who you are, Caribbean country you represent, and what you are doing here at the Expo? Of course. Uh, So I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, That's where I was born. That's where all my family is from. Um, And the business that I've just opened in the last two months, it's called Alphasage. And it's a luxury massage therapy and wellness brand. Um, And we center on the belief that, you know, true health is a balance of all three, like the mind, the body and the spirit. You can't just have the physical aspect or like the nutrition and the exercise you need all of it to come together um so that's why we opened up our office um in bond collective and we're just super excited to you know serve the community wow two months what prompted you to start this business just recently um yeah so i started the business because around like eight months ago i was pre-diabetic overweight. I just wasn't feeling good about myself. And um, I decided to join a boxing gym. And um, I ended up doing a training with Lenny, who's also my business partner, but my MMA boxing coach. So I've been training with him seven months now. And I fell in love with just being active. I'm actually competing in boxing, MMA and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I just did my last competition a month ago. And I was just in a lot of pain, to be honest. Um, I need surgery on my feet. Uh, I couldn't run for more than like three minutes. And then he started doing the massages on me, the sports massage, the deep tissue, the reflexology. And I learned that, you know, it's important to take care of myself in the gym and outside. Uh, I started massaging my teammates, the combat team, coaches at the gym, Um, some of the pro boxers at the gym. And I just saw the difference um, it made in their lives and just the the feeling of relief from not being in pain. And I just wanted to share that with everyone. Um, And that's why we opened up the massage therapy business to provide that sort of relief um, for not just athletes, but, you know, like for moms, for business owners, just like everyday people like you and I. That is amazing. No lie. And just talk to me a little bit more because everyone talks about health and thank you for being so vulnerable in sharing that, you know, you are pre-diabetic, you know, the weight and how this has helped you. So tell me a little bit more about the type of people you see and, um, the future. What are your, what are your goals for the future? Oh, of course. Um, well, actually last night we had someone, um, his name was Price. He's actually, number one in the U.S. for heavyweight uh, boxing. So he had a lot of, you know, issues with his shoulder, inflammation, um, just like a lot of pain from just being hit, the wear and tear. We also had lefty or Matthew Gonzalez. He's actually a pro boxer. He's fighting the 25th. Um, He's actually never received a massage. He's, you know, it's part of the self-care. It's kind of crazy in the boxing world and in the MMA world. Boxers understand the importance of the training. They train at least 12 hours a day, six days a week, but they don't do the self-care. 
So we work with a lot of athletes, but we also, what's different from, you know, other massage therapy and wellness brands um, is that we're partnered with Team Alpha. So that's where Lenny comes in. He's actually an MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach. So we have a lot of clients, they work out and then they get massaged. So um, of course we deal with athletes, but we also deal with like people in government. We have someone who works in like the private sector um, and he's like super stressed all the time. And he comes in just to have like a time to relax um, and get massaged. Um, We also have moms, you know, moms need, I feel like extra care sometimes. Um, So our office, it's kid friendly. So we just had um, a mom come over and we did like an art and painting with her daughter while she got massaged. So honestly, we just serve a wide range of people. But my passion are the athletes because I am an athlete and it's become a part of my lifestyle now. And I plan on becoming pro um, in boxing. So I hope that answered a little bit. Good for you. Good for you. And congratulations on the business. So for anyone listening who's considering becoming an entrepreneur, what lessons have you learned that you'd like to impart on someone? Mm. I would say don't focus exactly on the business, but the people. I mean, this just was a passion and it ended up turning into a business. But, you know, I really just enjoy meeting different people, learning about their backgrounds. So I feel like when you start a business, do it for the people, for creating an experience for a service. Um, of course, it's a business and you need to support yourself, but that, that'll that just come with time. Um, and second, um, you just have to go with the flow. Like running a business, there's so many ups and downs. And, you know, I've never ran a business. Uh, I actually just came out of college and like I've only had three jobs, you know, so I'm just learning as I go, to be honest. And I think that's just what entrepreneurship is. You just have to adapt. I would say, yeah, just adapt and go with the flow. Chris, I mean, let's take a moment, like big congratulations for just being out of college, starting a business, taking care of your health and, you know, imparting wisdom that is relevant regardless of whatever business. So congrats to you um, you. and all the success to you. I mean, this is amazing. I am like, I'm ready for a massage. I carry stress in my neck and shoulders. Definitely come. Definitely come. I mean, it's, it's, I'm just really, I'm really happy for you and that you found something that you really enjoyed. You know, the thing about entrepreneurship is doing something you enjoy doesn't mean that you don't have days where work is hard, but at the very minimum, you still enjoy the work that you're doing. So big congrats to you. When it comes to, I, I think I have like one, maybe two more questions. When it comes to the Caribbean audience or your culture, what is that one thing you find that, you know, so for the athletes, you found that they, they knew that they had to train and do their conditioning, but they weren't really taking care of themselves after the training for non-athletes. What is the thing or that habits you see non-athletes do and don't realize that, you know what, they need to get a massage or they need to, to have some kind of physical care for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, even at the expo, you know, us Korean people were always working, right? And yes. <laughs> it's like work, work, you know, like when I, when am I going to get the time? Like a massage is a luxury. And but the thing is, 
it isn't. That's what I thought at first. You know, I just go to a spa and get a massage, but it's actually a necessity in terms of like holistic medicine and healing your body. And, you know, Korean people were all about the natural like remedies and like the herbs, all of it, but they don't understand. And I feel like even my parents, even my dad, like I have to let him know, like, it's not just a massage. It's part of healing and medicine, but in a natural way. Um, and Korean people were just like always working, working, working. Like, when am I going to get the time to go? But again, all we have is our health. At the end of the day, you know, our jobs are going to still be there. Our bosses are going to find someone else to replace us. Like, we have to take care of our health if we're going to be able to continue living, you know, and just enjoying life. And, and like in the community, again, self-care just always seems to fall to the side because we're just hustlers. Like Caribbean people, like we are hustlers. But we have to understand that, you know, to hustle, we need to also be in good health. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's, you know, what I'm trying to, you know, get the message out there. We only have one body. We, yeah. you know, we don't get to get another body, you know, so we have to take care of it. So where can people find you on the internet? Where can they find out more about you and your company? Okay. Yes, we are, we're working on the website, but to be honest right now, Instagram is the best place. And I think it's great for them to see, you know, the experience that they're going to have when they come in again, it's not just a massage, but a whole experience down to us getting to know you before we even start the massage and just the whole environment. So definitely check out our Instagram. It's the business name, Alphasage. And soon we'll definitely have the, the website up and running. All right. Thanks, Chris, for stopping by and chatting with me. I am very excited for you and I'm glad to have another outlet to consider for my massages. No, thank you for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to Carry On Friends a show about the Caribbean-American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends. <laughs>